This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Tuesday afternoon. I'm just beginning to see. Now I'm on my way. And welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's a Tuesday edition. You could be listening in the morning, the midday, the afternoon, or evening, around the clock, and matter of fact, any single day. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! 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 Hi! Hi. I'm your host, Patrick Riley. Riley, Riley, what a fan. He's a man who's understood in Brooklyn or in Hollywood. Yeah, thank you. And right next to me is somebody who is, well, she, well, we can't say those things. We have to keep the show family friendly, but she is one thing we can say on this family friendly show. Strange One is in the studio. Hello, Strange One. Hello. How are you today, Kimmy? I'm doing well. Well, it's uh, it, I guess it's too early in the day to actually ask that. Uh, maybe we should have you do a late in the afternoon or evening uh, post on Facebook just to say how the day went. Because we record these before the hour of sunrise. Mm, that's right. And every single day, because there's a brand new show every single day, you can find the Riley and Kimmy Show on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And on our website, we have archived episodes, matter of fact, the daily episode, and then all the way all the way back to the, the beginning. And shows are posted on social media, like Facebook, Twitter, and others. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and others. You can help the show grow and share it with your friends. On our website, you can find links to our social media, and you can find old pop culture stories and celebrity interviews we've done, and so much more. What's our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com Find archived podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com Pop Culture Escapism The Riley and Kimmy Show The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play a game? That is the question on this Tuesday. Is Kimmy alert enough, or does she even want to, play pop culture trivia? What say you, Kimmy? Oh, yes. All right. Getting ready to go into the time machine. Take us to some trivia. We need to warn you the timeline has been corrupted in some parts, meaning it's not running in entirely in chronological or linear order. There are some temporal speed bumps. Help Kimmy out with answers. She actually believes in time travel answers. I know it sounds crazy, but she says it actually works. So feel free to talk to, shout at, yell at whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show on right now. And, well, according to Kimmy, you two will be able to communicate. Very first question we have for you, Kimmy. Well, it deals in food, in drink was on this date in history. That's the year we're looking for. By the way, uh, what happened on this date? You have a plus or minus of two years. It was on this date, a certain soft drink 
resumed selling an old formula, and it was renamed Blank Classic. Our question for you is, what is the name of the soft drink? Coke. That's correct. What year did Coca-Cola Classic come back? Uh, 1988. Kimmy misses it by this much. Yes, it was 1985 when it came back. We gave you a plus or minus of two. Did they continue to sell New Coke or was New Coke done? Um, I think they did for a period of time, no? Did continue to sell it? Uh-huh. Yes, it was for a little bit of time. Do you... You were too little. I, I, I keep forgetting just how young Kimmy is. That's before Kimmy's time on planet Earth. Moving somewhere else on the timeline, Kimmy, the year is 1900. His master's voice was registered with the U.S. Patent Office. The logo, the phrase, for what company? RCA. That's correct. Now, the logo was originally attached to a dog. The dog had his head next to a gramophone. Can you tell me the name of that dog? Oh. He's right there next to you, Kimmy. On, I know. In the Riley and Kimmy Show studios, we have some collectibles. And to Kimmy's left side of where she's sitting right now is that dog with that gramophone. Yep. Can you tell me his name, Kimmy? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, I should be able I, to. I love I that it. dog. I like collecting that dog. I have a tie of that dog. I can't think of it right at this moment. It's Nipper. Nipper. It's hot It was a hot summer night, a hot summer day, 1913. The highest temperature ever recorded in the United States happened, Kimmy. What is that temperature? We're giving you a plus or minus of five degrees. What is the hottest temperature ever recorded? 1913 is when it happened. 120. Ooh, Kimmy guessed high, and that's good. But she's still not high enough. It was 134 degrees. Gosh, it's hot. Yes, that's hot. It happened in Death Valley, California. Moving somewhere else on the timeline. Let's go music. The year is 1964. This song was released in Britain. Identify the recording group. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Kimmy, can you tell us who that is? It would be a hit in Britain and this side of the pond. Oh, no, I can't. Manfred Mann moving somewhere. Yeah, you know Manfred Mann. Oh, wow. Yes, the year's 1964. This group releases A Hard Day's Night. It's their third studio album. Who is it? The Beatles. 1965. This group scores their first number one single. Tell me the title. Can you tell us without lyrics? Satisfaction. I can get no satisfaction. Number one, their first one in the United States, 1965. Who is it? The Rolling Stones. That's right. Staying in the world of music. Matter of fact, staying in 1965. This song is released. We're looking for the recording artist. I'm gonna wait till the midnight hour. That's when my love comes tumbling down. I'm gonna wait till the 
released on this date, 1965, in the midnight hour. A huge hit for whom? Oh, um, I'm stumped. That's Wilson Pickett. See, we're proving right here you never listen to any of the oldies stations or classic hits radio stations that I was part of. She never listened. And she, you know, I used to show up and she go, oh, you sounded great today. I loved listening. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you listened. Because the oldies stations typically only had about 300 to 400 maximum songs. And you played a maximum of 20. Well, you could play 20 to 22 songs unless you're doing morning drive. So, yeah, you'd be repeating songs every day, you know, into the next day, pretty much. Yeah, she didn't listen. 1967, this song is recorded. Tell us, the recording artist. I'll have another piece of apple pie. You know it don't seem right. I saw him at the sawmill yesterday on Choctaw Ridge. And now you tell me Billy Joe's jumped off the tallet. Can you tell me who that is? Um, who had that smoky sound? I don't know. That's Bobby Gentry with Ode to Billy Joe. The year is 1968. Eric Clapton announces that this group would break up following a farewell tour. Tell me the name of the band. I've been waiting so long to be where I'm going. In the sunshine of your life. Can you tell us the name of that band that was breaking up following a farewell tour? Eric Clapton announced it this date, 1968. Cream? That's correct. The year is 1971. This song is released. Identify the recording group. I use that as a ringtone for somebody, Kimmy. <laughs> yes, I do, and I think you know who it is, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, somebody, uh, we bought a, a chew toy over the weekend for, well, reminded us of, that is. The chew toy was in the budget bin. Right. It was a double. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually hot stuff, but, yeah, you know, from Casper. Can you tell me who had Liar released on this date, 1971? Oh, boy, I can't. That's, no. Uh-uh. When you're real cold and it's a cold night. Oh, Three Dog Night? <laughs> she knew what I was going. Yeah, she knew where oh. I was going. Yeah, yeah, that's Three Dog Night with Liar. And yet, that true, I'm not kidding. That is a ringtone for somebody. They don't call anymore, though. Too bad. The year is 1975. This recording artist files for divorce from Greg Allman just 10 days after the couple had married. Can you tell me who divorces or files on this date from, well, against Greg Allman? Share? You're right. The year is 1975. This is the summer series that premieres on NBC. It's actually a recording group, Gibby. Tell me who it is. They have their own TV show, NBC TV, for the summer 1975. Yeah, can you tell me who it is, Kimmy? Gladys Knight and the Pips. That's right. The year is 1979. There is trouble. 
recording world. This recording artist was sentenced to four months in prison for $200,000 in income tax evasion. Tell me who it is. to jail right you know don't don't pass go actually go directly to jail who was it chuck berry that's right the year's 1981 and it's movie time <laughs> on this date a science fiction action adventure film is released in the united states it actually premieres on this date and then mass release right after identify the movie with this scene. Listen carefully. You can locate the president by his vital signs bracelet on his wrist. Sends off a sync pulse. Use this. Homing device. Shows direction and distance. Strong antitoxin. Stops bacteria and viral growth for 24 hours. 22 hours, 59 minutes, 57 seconds. In 22 hours, the Hartford Summit meeting will be over. China and the Soviet Union will go back home. Now, the president was on his way to this summit when his plane went down. He has a briefcase attached to his wrist. The tape recording inside has to reach Hartford in 22 hours. It's the survival of the human race, Pliskin. Something you don't get about. Can you tell me the name of that movie, Kimmy? Oh, um, Escape from New York? I wonder what did it there. You had that puzzled look on your face. Can you tell us who directed Escape from New York that premiered on this date in 1981? John Carpenter. Correct. Next question. Who starred in the film as Snake Plissken? Kurt Russell. Yes. Can you tell us who played the President of the United States? Somebody who had been in another film by John Carpenter. Donald Pleasance. Yeah. And the voice you heard there was Lee Van Cleef. He played one of the best bad guys of all time. Kansas City Confidential. You can see him. He's fantastic. And he was in the TV series The Master in the 80s where he played a ninja. And who did the theme, Kimmy, to Escape from New York? John Carpenter. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Moving to music. The year is 1985. This single is released. Identify the song. Can you tell us that title? Pop Life. Yeah, that's what the Riley and Kimmy show is all about. Pop life. Can you tell us who had that single released on this date? Prince. Correct. The year is 2000. This group releases their debut album, Parachutes. It would win the Grammy Best Alternative Album for 2002. Here's a single from it. Everything you do. Yeah, they were all yellow. I came along. I wrote a song for Yellow. 
Yellow, one of their first big hits. Can you tell me the name of the band? Coldplay. You're right. The year is 2002. This recording artist and Valerie Bertinelli announced that they were, well, secretly separated for 10 months. There was no indication that they had planned to formally divorce. Tell me who the recording artist is. Eddie Van Halen. You're right, Kimmy. Celebrity and notable birthdays, people born on this date in history, you know, those famous kind of people. Uh Uh-huh. This person, known as a creator and host of a certain television show that was actually kid-oriented, but adults watched it, first was seen 1951 and ran right into the 90s on various networks over the course of time. You won't know his real name. His real name is Don Herbert, born 1917. Please tell us the name of the character he is identified with. And by the way, it was a kid's show, but he was no Mr. Rogers with the kids. See those two pins, Stacy? Yes. Well, today I'm going to stick them in you. Look at all the paper you wasted. You count that as a fold? That's enough. Because I already see that it's not random. Don't jump to conclusions. Why isn't it random? I told you to write down random numbers. What do you mean, not exactly? Can you see it or can't you? Well, you're right, but for the wrong reason. Sounds logical, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, that's wrong. He did science experiments, Kimmy, and inspired many people to get into the world of science. Although he wasn't warm and fuzzy, can you tell me who it is? What was the name of the character he's identified with? Mr. Wizard. You're right. Did you ever watch Mr. Wizard? No. Oh, I did. I love Mr. Wizard. This individual, born 1920, he was an American newscaster for NBC and ABC in a career that lasted from 1943 till his retirement in 1997. Please tell us who it is. The first news story I ever wrote on a small-town newspaper was two sentences long, and the big news in it was that the city of Wilmington, North Carolina, was about to repaint the stripe down the middle of 3rd Street. Two sentences. Probably should have been one. Well, NBC has made it possible for me to do whatever I have done since then, and wherever I wind up working, and I will work on the air, I will always be grateful for that. Can you tell me who it is? Peter Jennings? No, Kimmy, that's David Brinkley, born on this date in 1920. Actor born on this date, 1926, known for several TV shows. Well, here's one of them, the first one he became known for, Identify the Show. There's a holdup in the Bronx, Brooklyn's broken out in fights. There's a traffic jam in Harlem that's backed up to Jackson Heights. There's a scout who showed a child, cruise ships to Atlanta Wild. What is the name of the show? Car 54, where are you? Car 54, where are you? That's right, Kimmy. He was on the show from 1961 to 1963. He played Officer Francis Muldoon. And then he moved to another show that he was on for 72 episodes from 1964 to 1966. Identify the TV show. What is the TV show? The Munsters. Correct. Tell me who was born on this date, 1926. Am I scary? Or am I scary? Do you know who it is, or do you need another clue? Fred Gwynn. They play nothing but rotten junk on that program. Hey, hey now, don't talk about us that way. Yes, you're, you're right, Kimmy. He was born on this date. Next individual, singer, celebrating her 79th birthday. See if you can identify who she is. Before I go right out of number, I don't care who was wrong. I only know that when you're gone, think about you. 
tell me who is celebrating number 79. Hmm, no. That's Mavis Staples. Next person, tell me who it is with this clue. He was born in 1943. He was the first black player to be selected for the United States Davis Cup team and the only black man to win the singles title at Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, and the Australian Open. He retired in 1980. He was ranked world number one. Arthur Ashe? You're correct. 1945, this actor was born known for a role on this TV show from 1975 to 1982. Identify the TV show. Can you tell us the name of the TV show? Barney Miller. You're right. He played Detective Ron Harris on the show, The Guy with Class, the one with the education, the one who wanted to be a published author. Tell me who it is. Oh, it's, uh... Just trying to come up with somebody to play you in Blood on the Badge. In the movie? Well, I mean, you know, the deal hasn't been finalized yet, but um, my people are talking to their people, so I figure I should be ready with some casting ideas. So I uh, I got a preliminary list of possible Barneys. Well, there's Eli Wallach, uh, Rip Torn, Jason Robards. Can you tell me the name of the actor? Ron Glass? Yes, Kimmy, you got that exactly right, and some might remember him from the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, Mm -hmm. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love him in that, even though it was a couple of episodes that he was part of. Next person, singer, celebrating his 71st birthday, Kimmy. He charted on the Hot 100 twice, once barely. It hit number 97, and that's the song he is known for, is the one that hit 97. But he did chart number 18 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 4 on the Easy Listening Charts. That was 1972. Tell me who's celebrating number 71 today. Riding on the city of New Orleans. Illinois Central, Monday morning rail. Fifteen cars and fifteen restless riders. Three conductors, twenty-five sacks of mail. All along the southbound Odyssey, the train pulls out at Kankakee. One of Kimmy's favorites, well, cities in uh, Illinois, really close to her home, Kankakee. Uh, the song is City of New Orleans. Can you tell me who the recording artist is having a birthday? Mm, afraid not. Well, he's more known for the song that only hit number 97, Kimmy. And the reason it only hit number 97 is they shortened the real version, the album version, the version he performs in concert. That version is 18 minutes long. Now, can you tell me who he is? You can get anything that you want. It Alice is messed around. Walk right in. It's around the back. About a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything that you want. At Alice is messed around. Can you tell me who that is, Kimmy? I still can't. That's Arlo Guthrie celebrating a birthday. He's, well, celebrating number 71 today. Staying in the world of music, this person celebrating his 64th birthday, it's Neil Tennant, Kimmy. He's a musician and co-founder and lead singer of what duo? Do you need a clue or do you know? I don't know. Number one hit for the duo, 1985. 
tell me who it is. Kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a West End town. Call the police, there's a madman around. Running down underground to a dive bar in a West End town. In a West End town, a dead end world. The East End boys and West End girls. In a West End town, a dead end world. The East End boys and West End girls. Number one, 1985, for what duo? The Pet Shop Boys. That's right, Neil Tennant, the lead singer of, and he is 64 today. Tell me why this person is on the famous list, Kimmy. Celebrating number 64 today, his name, Andre Dawson. I don't know. Oh, yes. He had a 21-year career in baseball, played four different teams as center and right fielder, spending most of his career with the Montreal Expos from 1976 to 86, and then from 87 to 1992, he played for whom? Um, the Padres? The Chicago Cubs. Oh. Hey, Kimmy should have known that. She's a cubby. I don't remember that. Well, now you know the rest of the story with O'Reilly and Kimmy Show. I remember the Expos. Next person, singer and actress, celebrating a birthday, Kimmy. She made her film debut... In the movie The Dukes of Hazard in 2005, she recorded a song that was part of the movie, and it became a huge hit. It was her fourth top 20 hit on the Billboard Hot 100. Who is having a birthday? These boots are made for walking. That's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Can you tell me who is having a birthday? Jessica Simpson. Yes. How old is Jessica today within five years? 38. You got it exactly right, you Jessica Simpson groupie. I see dead people. Notable deaths. Famous people who died on this date in history. American voice actor, comedian, best known for his work with Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies. He dies at the age of 81. The man... Of 1,000 voices. Tell me who passed away on this date, 1989. Guess who? Uh, Eddie Wamard? Nope. Oh, Carol Wombard? Uh-uh. Rosemary Wayne? Nope. Uh, Olivia de Havilland? Nope, but you're getting warmer. Say, you wouldn't be that screwy wabbit, would you? Could be. Known as the voice of Bugs Bunny and many other characters, can you tell me who it is? Mel Blank. That's correct. Nicknamed the man of a thousand voices, he is regarded as one of the most influential people in the voice acting industry. Did a fantastic job today, Kimmy. Thank you. We're going to go back in time now and honor something we talked about on trivia with the Golden Age of Radio Spotlight. Radio We mentioned just moments ago that actor Mel Blanc died on this date, 1989, at the age of 81. He was no stranger to the golden age of radio. Matter of fact, that's how he got into animation, because of his work with radio. And we have an example of his work. An old-time radio show he did. It was called The Mel Blanc Show. Amazingly, it was not that big. It actually didn't last that long, right about a year you would think it would have went longer, 
He was extremely popular on the Jack Benny show. He would be part of the radio show and TV show. But his own radio show only lasted to 1947. 46 to 1947. Now, as a bonus, actor Fred Gwynn, born on this date, 1926. We have an example of his golden age of radio work on our website called the Telltale Heart. You're right, that's Edgar Allan Poe. It's a radio adaptation modernized the Telltale Heart. Listen to Fred Gwynn and his wonderful voice on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Right now, our tribute to Mel Blanc. Here's an episode of The Mel Blanc Show. It's an episode titled, Two Loves Had Mel. It's from 1947. And a little bonus here, if you like voice talents, cartoon voices and such, one of the individuals that joins Mel on the show is voice talent Hans Conried. Might not know the name, but you'll know the voice. You can hear that right now on the Riley and Kimmy Show. From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show, written by Mac Benoff with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Elvia Allman, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? <laughs> yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character, Zuki. Hello, everybody. Hi. And starring himself in person, Mel Blanc. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. <laughs> Someone once said that in the spring, a young man's fancy lightly turns to thoughts of love. And that's the way it's been ever since time began. Even in 43 B.C., when lovely Cleopatra bestowed a kiss upon the feverish lips of Mark Anthony, Mark was moved to say, Ah, Cleopatra, that kiss sent a thousand doves fluttering through my heart. <laughs> and in the 16th century, when Juliet pressed a kiss upon Romeo's lips, Romeo was moved to say, Oh, Juliet. Thy kisses sent me heart a fluttering like unto the strings of yonder harpsichord. <laughs> and in the 20th century, when Betty Colby impulsively placed an impassioned kiss upon the lips of her boyfriend, Mel Blank, Mel was moved to say, Fresh. <laughs> Yes, that's Mel Blanc, folks. Suave, sophisticated, and semi-conscious. <laughs> so let's look in on Mel and Betty and Mel's fix-it shop as they discuss their future. And as usual, it's Betty who takes the initiative. Just think, Mel, soon it'll be June and the two of us will be married. That's nice. I wonder who we'll marry. <laughs> Me, of course. And later on, you'll be a father. Mel, what do you think of that? <laughs> How many children would you like to have? Well, uh, three Why do you pick three? I'd like to have one of each <laughs> A boy, a girl, and something that looks like your father Now, don't talk that way about Father Mel He's been very nice to you lately And I have a feeling he may let us become engaged Gosh, Betty, I've always dreamed of having our own home We'll have a home just like the rich even the towels will be marked yours and mine. Oh, but, Mel, isn't that extravagant? No, the top half will be yours and the bottom half will be mine. 
Well, now, as long as we're talking about marriage, why don't you ask Father for his consent today? Well, I don't know, Betty. Every time I bring it up, your father kicks me right in the middle of the subject. <laughs> I don't mind tell you, telling you it's becoming a very sore subject. Well, stop worrying, darling. Oh. Hello, Betty. Hello, Father. Hello, Mel. Hello, Mr. Colby. Uh... Mr. Colby, I want to marry your daughter. You want to marry my daughter. You want to marry my daughter. You want to marry my daughter. Not all of us, Mr. Colby, just me. <laughs> well, I don't know, Mel. After all, Betty's used to the best. And I don't want her to live in a crummy, run-down place. Well, don't worry, Mr. Colby. As soon as we're married, she'll move right out of your house. What? <laughs> You realize what it cost me to support a girl like Betty? Ten dollars for shoes, twenty dollars for hats, fifty dollars for dresses, seventy-five for... Uh, wait a minute. Yes, ma'am. You and Betty have waited long enough. <laughs> yes, you can get married right away with my blessing. <laughs> well, Mr. Colby, don't give in so fast. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm not good enough for Betty. Maybe... Now listen, you nincompoop. For years you've been asking me. Now you marry my daughter, or I'll break every bone in your body. But... And we'll announce the engagement tonight at the party honoring Cousin Dottie's arrival. Tonight? Oh, gosh, I'm so happy I could kiss anybody. You could? Yeah. Oh, Mel Blank, get your hands off me. <laughs> oh, my baby getting married. <laughs> I'm losing a daughter. I'm losing a daughter. <laughs> well, don't think of it that way, Mr. Colby. You're not losing a daughter. You're gaining a son. Me. Oh, no! <laughs> Say, Betty, that cousin Dottie your father spoke about, is that the one from New York? Oh, yes, Mel. And I better go on home. She should be here soon. Oh, you mean the man-crazy one? The one who walks around with a marriage license made out to her and to whom it may concern? <laughs> And you be careful. Oh, don't worry, Betty. I'm on your sugar pie. Well, I'll see you tonight at the party, darling. Bye. Bye. Oh, gosh. Betty and I finally getting married. And this time, nothing will come between us. Oh, hello, tall, dark, and so what? So you ain't handsome. <laughs> huh? I was up to Betty's house, and they told me Betty would be here, but... <laughs> oh, I see you're here alone. <laughs> well, Betty went down to the supermarket. Now, that's four blocks south, and then you turn now, left listen, and... Now, I want directions, I'll go to the auto club. Oh, so you're Mel Blank. The boyfriend of my nearest, dearest, and darlingest cousin. <laughs> What do you see in her anyway? Well... You know, you and me can make beautiful music together. We can't? What instrument do you play? Oh, Oh, you're so witty. You're a regular St. Bernard Shaw. Why can't I get a man like you? Oh, don't worry, Cousin Dottie. You'll find someone. You know, there's a girl for every man and a man for every girl, and you can't improve that arrangement. I don't want to improve it. I just want to get in on it. (laughs) And you know, I don't go for just anybody. The body's got to be on a man. (laughs) You're just my type. Two eyes and two ears. (laughs) Well, uh, Cousin Dottie, there's something I think you ought to know. Yes? What is it? 
did. At your party tonight, I'm going to announce my en engagement. Oh, no, not really. Dottie, very soon you and I will be related by marriage. I accept. You what? I said I accept. Oh, oh how wonderful. At last I'm engaged. No, I mean, I ain't here over five minutes and already I draw a blank. <laughs> Wait a minute, I... Come back here. Hey, what happened? I was sitting here minding my own business, and now I'm engaged to two girls. I'm worse than a bigamist. I'm an engagemist. Use Colgate tooth powder. Keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. It cleans your teeth, makes breath so sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. Want teeth that sparkle and dazzle, a breath that's fresh and sweet? Then try Colgate tooth powder. For the new all-purpose Colgate tooth powder cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath. Yes, this new all-purpose tooth powder produces an amazingly rich, active foam that's marvelously effective. Every time you brush your teeth with this new all-purpose Colgate tooth powder, your whole mouth feels clean, sweet, fresh. Your teeth regain their natural sparkle. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And as for cleaning, you can depend on Colgate tooth powder revealing the natural brilliance of your teeth. Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, the new all-purpose tooth powder, does everything you can expect or ask of a dentifrice. Try Colgate Tooth Powder today for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. And now the sportsmen, Victor Miller and the orchestra with their arrangement of At Sundown. <laughs> Every little breeze is sighing of love undying at sundown. Every little bird is resting and feather nesting at sundown. Each little rosebud is sleeping while the purple shadows are creeping. In a little cottage cozy, the world seems rosy at sundown. Where a loving smile will greet me and always meet me Just about at sundown I seem to spy I'm in heaven above When the night is falling and love is calling me home Sweet home Every little breeze is sighing and love is undying at sundown Every little bird is resting and feather nesting at sundown. Each little rosebud is sleeping, sleeping while the purple shadows, shadows are creeping.
back to Mel Blanks. Mr. Colby agreed to announce Mel's engagement to his daughter, Betty, at a party for Cousin Dottie. But Cousin Dottie mistakenly thought Mel was proposing to her and also accepted. Now Mel is engaged to both of them, and poor Mel is going crazy trying to figure out how to straighten out the mix-up. Now, to add to his wounds, here comes Hartley Benson, the town Bo Brummel. Oh, hello, Hartley. What's on your mind? The usual thing, great, big, adorable me. <laughs> In fact, Mel, I'm so enchanting, women follow me panting. <laughs> Say, Hartley, you're just the guy to help me with my problem. I'm in- engaged to two women at the same time. Mel, old boy, that is no problem. I'm engaged to nine different girls and going out with nine others. <laughs> well, doesn't that make the nine girls you're engaged to angry? Of course not. They're happy they made the first team. <laughs> Gosh, maybe you can take Cousin Dottie off my hands. Well, tell her to come around next week. I'm holding spring tryouts. What conceit What's so wonderful about Hartley Benson Don't ask me Ask the woman who owns one (laughs) With women who know men best It's Benson Two, two, one Listen to this guy rave Why, Mel, I tell you It's even got out of hand Last week I went to the flower show Oh, was I embarrassed why? I won first prize. <laughs> I didn't even know they allowed poison ivy in the show. <laughs> Listen, Mel, you just made me very happy to deliver this message. Cousin Dottie told Betty's father about her engagement, and Mr. Colby said if you don't square things immediately, he's going to break every bone in your body. He would have broken you in half already, except for one thing. Well, what's that? He doesn't want two of you around the house. <laughs> well, so long, Mel, old boy. Nice seeing me. What a character. He gets women to kiss him. Sure, he's tall, dark, and handsome. That's no trick. The trick is to look like me and get women to kiss him. (laughs) Hey, that's impossible. Oh, Mr. Colby's going to break every bone in my body if I don't get rid of Cousin Dottie. But getting rid of her is even more impossible. Here comes Mr. Cushing. Maybe he can help me. Hello, Brother Zebra. (laughs) Hello, Mighty Potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Uh, how's your wife? In good shape? Mel, the word is lump. <laughs> As a matter of fact, her figure's a cross between a shape and a lump. A slump. <laughs> you know, last night I did a little checking up on her. And just look at these measurements. 38. Well, that's not bad. Mel, that's her ankle. <laughs> 26. Well, that's better. For her wrist? <laughs> 48. Well, that must be your waist. Uh-uh. Height. <laughs> 68. Now I know it's her waist. Mm-mm. Age. <laughs> well. Can that be her waist? Teeth. <laughs> well. 
what about her waist? None. Well, <laughs> you know, when I married my wife, she had an hourglass face. Now it's still glass, but it's more like a beer box. <laughs> If I could get two cents back, I'd turn her in. You sound a little disgusted, mighty potentate. Why, the other day we were out taking pictures. My wife powdered her nose, she put on her hat, she smiled, and she said, Oh, John, I'm ready. Shoot me. <laughs> Gab, what a temptation. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you all this. It's just what I don't know <laughs> You think you've got troubles, Marty Potentate. Engaged to me. But if I don't marry Betty, Mr. Colby will kill me. Then it's a case of getting married. I haven't Mr. Colby kill you. Yeah, what shall I do? Metal let Colby kill you. It's a good clean death. <laughs> no, Mighty Potentate. Oh, how am I going to get out of my engagement to Dottie? Mel, I just thought of it. Make Cousin Dottie believe that you're a desperate criminal, a killer. She'll break the engagement. Gosh, that's the best idea I ever heard of how to get rid of a woman. How do you like that? Now I get the idea. 20 years too late. <laughs> well, I'm the Oh, what a terrific idea. Now I'd better send Zuki up to tell Mr. Colby about it. Oh, Zuki! Zuki! <laughs> Now, uh, Duke, tell me what Mel said. Uh, well, he said he loves the 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 Thanks. <laughs> and uh, he he wants to marry her and raise she it's she it's she it's children. Uh, chicken. <laughs> uh, no, no, children. And, uh, and he said he hates it. Dot 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 He's going to tell Dottie that the, uh, Mel is a killer. He's a uh, gangster. He, he's going to make believe he's from uh, uh, Scotland Yard. Did he say that? <laughs> Not in so many words. <laughs> well, he'd better do a good job, because if he doesn't, I'll... I, I know you'll uh, be, 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 break every bone in his... Be, 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 uh, you'll uh, kill, kill... You'll... You'll... Murt... Murt... Mur you'll... Uh, ki, uh. <laughs> is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> Now, Betty, will you snap out of it? Try and enjoy the party. And forget that nincompoop. Well, you can always get a man. I don't want a man. I want help. <laughs> I, I told you, he has a plan. He's... Uh-oh, here comes Cousin Dottie. Oh, Uncle, what a lovely party. And who thought it would turn out to be my engagement party? Mm. I hope you'll both be very happy, Cousin Dottie. Uh, now, Dottie... After all, you've only known Mel a few minutes. Maybe he isn't the kind of man you'd want for a husband. That kind don't live. Where is he? I can't wait. Footman and a glockamora evening to you all. I am Inspector McGregor from Scotland Yard. Oh, hello. My, but you're a bonny lassie. You look just like Annie Laurie. And who do I look like? Peter Laurie. <laughs> I was just joking, girl. You two are a bonny lassie, and you do look like lassie. <laughs> Who are you? I told you, Inspector McGregor of Scotland Yard. 
Uh, I come on very important business. I'm here to track down that desperate, ruthless criminal, Mel Blank. Mel Blank, a criminal? Well, I'm engaged to him. Oh, that's too bad. According to our files, Mel Blank has been married eight times and he's killed all eight of his wives. Well, well goodness, no husband is perfect. <laughs> and that's not all. He's wanted all over Scotland. He held up ten banks, killed 45 policemen, and shot 72 men. What's he wanted for? Carrying a gun without a license. <laughs> well, I still love my Mel Z. I like him big and strong and powerful. The only thing I hate is a weakling. A weakling, eh? Well, put on and goodbye to all of you. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Something's going wrong somewhere. Oh, I'm so happy to know that Mel is the real He-Man. I was afraid he was a weakling. Oh, just think, a man. All for myself. Come in. Eh, hey, pardon me. I am from France. Oh, I was wondering what you were going to do. I mean, uh, oh, from France, eh? Uh, what's your name? Charlotte Rouge. Uh, I have just come from Paris. I came here to buy some American postcards. Oh, are you familiar with Rudy LePay and Lamar? Oh, but certainement. Two lovely fellows. I am looking for my hairdresser, Mel Blanc. He is such a weakling. Mel Blanc, a weakling? Oh, uh, but certainly, yes. He used to work in my beauty salon. He was in charge of plucking eyebrows. He used to pluck eyebrows? Well, he did not have quite enough strength for that. <laughs> All he could do was loosen them. <laughs> I'll never forget the day we lost him. He had a nervous breakdown. What happened? John L. Lewis walked into the place. <laughs> I advised that he do not marry him. He will never... I came just as fast as I got your telegram. I brought the ring, the trousseau, and smelling salts for the groom. Where's the lucky boy? I'm afraid he was too weak to come. Oh, stop it, Mel. I knew it was you all the time. What? <laughs> I was just letting you have your little joke until Mother came. Mother, this is my coming intended, Mel Blank. This? Oh, don't look at the face, Mother. He's got a wonderful brain. Well, he's intelligent, that's different. Pleased to meet you, son. Moron. Hey, it's great to meet up with you, Charlie. Dante, come home with me. The engagement is off. Oh, now, Mel, my boy, I, I realize the whole thing was due to circumstances beyond your control. Well, thanks, Mr. Colby. And, Betty, how do you feel about it? Oh, Mel, darling, you know I'll always love you. Gee, thanks, Betty. And now that we're engaged again, I've seen just the ring I want. Well, that's nice. And it's only $300. Well, Mel, my boy, what do you say to that? Huh? Mel, say something. <laughs> The dazzle, a breath that's sweet, teeth that sparkle. What a thrill to have all three. Then try Colgate Tooth Powder, Colgate All-Purpose Tooth Powder. Its rich, active foam gets into every corner of your mouth to sweeten your breath. 
In seven cases out of ten, it's been proved Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in your mouth. And when it comes to cleaning your teeth, you can't buy a dentifrice that does a better job than Colgate tooth powder, the all-purpose tooth powder. So for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet, try Colgate tooth powder, the all-purpose tooth powder. Use Colgate tooth powder! If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.